0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another podcast from the Greensuiters podcast. I'm joined by our recent guest, Jason Bent. Mm-hmm. Hello. Setch <laughs> cannot be with us today. He's got uh, work uh, stuff going on. Yep. He's in Oregon. Oregon. Or Washington.
1: He's on the or trail. Or
0: The Oregon Trail. Yep. You don't think he got dysentery, did he? He probably did. (laughs) No, I saw some, I don't know if it was a story, a post. He was with uh, Hibbs up in his shop, I believe.
1: Yeah. I think they were doing a festival shop talk, I think. Oh, okay. Live in his shop. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's the second time he's had him on that.
1: That's what happens when you're a big shot. You know, you get festival coming to you,
0: right? Well, hey, look, before we get into this episode, ladies and gentlemen, the June giveaway was a massive success.
1: How many people did we
0: have enter? uh, It was over 175. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people interested in that festival party pack. But this month... The month of July, the month of my birth, we've got another giveaway. The year of our Lord. Jason, Jason, what's the the July giveaway?
1: Uh, Leather by Dragonfly. They've been killing it on these giveaways uh, Mm -hmm. with the Green Suitors podcast. It's probably the third one one in a row. It's probably Michelle. Knowing Patrick, he's probably like, I don't want to do anything for those guys. All they do is make fun (laughs) of me. I
0: don't want to do anything for those chums.
1: <clears throat> but since michelle is a wonderful nice lady who she is clearly has a soft spot for weird men um <laughs> they've decided to do another giveaway third month in a row and I, as far as i know this is going to continue on for for quite some time so huge thank you to leather by dragonfly but
2: in perpetuity
1: yes forever <clears throat> sandlot reference you get that mm-hmm okay, okay. They're giving away another Sedgley. <clears throat> Sorry, I awesome. cannot clear my throat. This is ridiculous.
0: <clears throat> oh, I know why. Oh, must be the Rona. We can't We can't say that on the podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can. <laughs> yeah, they're giving away another Sedgley. It was a massive success last time. Um, so they're going to give away another one in the month of July to enter. That's all 50 states. Uh, and to enter, you just got to go to greensuiterspodcast.com and enter for your chance to win.
0: It's going to be a Freedom Sedgley? It's going to be in red, white, and blue leather? Yes. Yep.
1: Oh, don't say that. No. Pat- Patrick right now is probably going, No,
0: it's not. We don't do custom Sedgleys. It's going to be red and gold for the Marines.
1: Yeah. Hoobra.
0: <laughs> Go Navy. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Another another lucky winner gets a Sedgley.
1: And we're, so we're talking about to this, the next giveaway. We actually don't know the winner of last month's giveaway just yet.
0: Yeah, but I can't wait to find out. As we're recording this, it's in June, but yeah. Um, but if you want to enter the chance to win uh, a Sedgley, go to www.greenseaterspodcast.com. The giveaway tab is the first tab that comes up. Enter in your information, and you're good to go.
1: Boom. All right, so boom. Let's get into it. Uh, we'll just prep everybody now. We don't have any specific topic, but I think we have a couple of interesting things that we're going to discuss. So just deal with it, people. Um, I'm back, and that's all that matters. I listened to Sedge and Ben, and I almost fell asleep while I was driving. Uh, we were having a conversation about a recent uh, YouTube video that I had posted. And how – which video was it? The, the last one. It was
0: the uh, wall. The, yeah, the yeah. garage door cover.
1: Yeah. So the video started off like relatively okay. I mean, it was, you know, top three or four of my last 10 or whatever. And then this, I think it was the second day, it just spiked and immediately jumped up. And I noticed it uh, instantaneously. And then it kind of uh, started to level out. And then it did a quick spike one day, a couple days later. And then it just died like completely. It went from getting you know, anywhere from five hundred to a thousand views per hour to like <laughs> eleven. <laughs> I mean, it was such a drastic. I've never seen that before. It was so drastic. But we just got talking about you know how sometimes weird things like that happen. I've never seen that happen before. Like I've had videos that like started off slow and then spiked and then kind of stayed on an upward trend.
0: Yeah, I've never but had not one that plummet.
1: Yeah, I've never had one that like skyrocketed the click through rate. It's really high it's way higher than my average click-through rate the average view duration is really low so that means that people liked the thumbnail but hated the content yeah. in the first 45 seconds yeah um, and I tried watching it to see like the dips and figure out what it was and I just I, I don't know um, the feedback on the video has been excellent but it's just weird um, but ben had pointed out that it says that the majority of my views came from external sources And we were kind of having a conversation about that. And then I said, let's, let's talk about this on the podcast. But what were you saying, Ben, before about the, with the external stuff? Now we don't remember. It's
0: it's just really weird that, that it's saying that it's coming from an external source because when the, so Jason had sent me a screenshot of the analytics from that video and over 7,000 of the views said like from an external source. And so it it makes me wonder if if someone is, is reposting the content or if like, it's just, it's just really weird that that many came from an external source and you look at, um, you know, cause typically it'll come from, um, what's it called? Um, not discovery. Cause you, you have like browse search and then, um, recommended. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe they they renamed that from recommended to to external. Um, I don't think so because again, it's just again, just really weird that that many views came from something that was external. Yeah, I, I just found it to be really weird. I just I, I wish that that we could
1: see that. Like, I can see where the majority of the traffic is coming from. It might be you know Google search or or whatever but i just wonder if somebody like took that video posted it on another that's, site and that's
0: what i'm that's what i'm wondering but yeah it, it's just i don't know man it's it's very bizarre
1: yeah
2: anyway Enough of all that boringness. Are you often lonely sometimes? Do you wish that there was a friend or maybe a group of friends to hang out with and talk about all the woodworkings? Don't be sad, be happy with the Green podcast community on Patreon. Get early access to each show, watch the episodes, get product questions, and you get to hang out with Jason, Ben, and Saj once a month on our monthly group hangout. It's really great. Don't believe me? Here's what our long-time patron Gary has to say about being a patron. Oh there, my name's Gary Furness, and I like sitting down with the Greensuiters podcast once a month. we got a spot of tea going. We like to talk about millimeters and Festool, and it's really great. And we also like to talk about how much we hate Jason Bent. It's great. Wow, he's really happy. It's super easy. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash podcast to find out more.
1: We'll see how this new video does. I I never expect any of my shop series videos uh, to do like super good just because it's not. It's hard to like put it out there in a way that would appeal to a large audience unless you're purposely trying to make it some sort of clickbait or something that it's not right. So I think the people that are watching these videos are the people that are going to gain the most out of them. And that's what I really care about.
0: Which video was it? Was it that every garage woodworker needs to see this? Yes, I, I think that's probably why. I think you need to change the title because there are some garage woodworkers that live maybe in the south that don't need garage door insulation.
1: But oh, that's absolutely not true. If you live in the south, you still need garage door insulation. It's just heat. That's no, no, the problem.
0: no, no. It's people. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that this is wrong. What I'm saying is, is that people, people, they they don't know what they need. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, when they when they click on a video that that says "Every Garage Woodworker," well, that's that is a lot of people. Not everybody has that problem. And mm-hmm. so, what I'm saying is, is that the title. I think if you. Um, did you try the, the AB test to the thumbnail? Uh, with this this one,
1: one, no, because it started off so good. And the reason why I'm going to say that I don't think that's a good idea is because the data tells me that the title and thumbnail is appealing. The content is not.
0: Yeah, but so, and, and this is my, what I think is going on is that because of the title, it's a very broad title, right? It's a very uh, it's not a very specific title which which could be a good or a bad thing. I mean obviously with the amount of impressions that you got, it's it's good, but when people click on it and then they see what the delivery is, um, I think that's why they're leaving and I think that's why that it just plummeted. Um, I mean, you do have a lot of views.
1: That's what I'm saying. So that's why it's this weird predicament, right? So if I had a CTR, a click-through rate of like 2.6, 100%, I'd be all about changing the title and I'd be all about changing the thumbnail because what that tells me is that people are seeing the video and they're not clicking on it. Mm -hmm. This video clearly, it's the highest click-through rate video that I've done in, I can't even remember how long. And it's still two weeks later is still at almost 7%. That's really, really high. Uh, For for me and my channel, for anything. But again,
0: I I think it's, I think it's because of the title of the video and it's crashing. And so therefore YouTube is not serving it up to anyone because no one is watching it. Like they're going there because of the title, right? Yeah. You've, you've hooked them very well, but, um, So how are
1: changing the title
0: get people to it's, click on the video That so okay so by changing the the title of the, of the video uh-huh. okay what that's going to do is that that's going to reduce the impressions that you get yes but that will improve your watch through because now people are clicking on the video knowing what they're going to get and because okay all of these social media platforms every single one of them their primary goal it's not views it's not likes it's not comments it's none of that they want people to stay on the platform, of course, that's what they want, right? Because that's they are, you know, people talk about the algorithm and all this. It's not, yes, there is some coding that runs all this, but it's they are hacking human behavior. So, you want to have people watch this video entirely through, or, or, or to try to get as much watch through rate as you can. That should be your goal, not to get as many people here as possible. Because if you If YouTube sees that, okay, people are clicking on this video and they're watching it through, you know, X number of percent are watching it through, then they're going to continue to serve it up to other people. But if they've, you know, shown this to a lot of people, they've clicked on it, but but no one's watching it, well, then they're not going to serve your video anymore because it's not keeping people on the platform.
1: Yeah, I I see what you're saying. I I think I'm looking at it from the perspective of I can't change the content and how people if it's, it's not engaging. The beginning of the video is is not engaging. And then when people realize that it's not what they thought it was, they're exiting out. And by changing the title to something more specific, it's going to keep the people that know what it is in there longer.
0: Yeah. You're, you're targeting the people that want to, to get that information. You're, you're being a little bit more specific with your title which is going to get you the person that you want that is going to watch that video through. So you're you're going to you're changing the quality of the person that's finding the video so that they watch it all the way through.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, or see, I'm so going to have less there, people, there, and then they're still going to watch it because the content sucks. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you're, you, may, you you're making sense though now because I, I see what you're saying. People yeah. are like, even the, though it there's is. A, well, I guess you can't really tell that it's a. Garage there's a store. saying
0: in there's a saying in marketing of. If you target everyone, you're targeting no one, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the title, as I'm seeing it, and I haven't watched the entire video. How dare you? The, the title it's it's too broad. You're 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 casting too wide of a net, and you're getting those impressions, but you're not getting any fish. So you need to you need to be a little bit more specific. All right. Well, let's change the title. the
1: title right now, live on the podcast. <laughs> what is it?
0: So, this is about installing a DIY insulation no. for the garage door. Nope.
1: It's walling in the garage door. Hmm. Maybe I should just title it I Built I a say, Wall in Front of My Garage Door.
0: No, no. Don't say that. Um, then people be like, wait, what?
1: Why would you do that? That's crazy. You're an idiot.
2: Hmm. I don't.
0: I don't want to do this on the podcast because I would. I would have to.
1: No, I, I want to do it. We can always come back and change it again later. Let's th- come on. This is, this is improv, Ben. This is improv. Okay, so. Don't don't try to g- gather too much data. Just go off what you were telling me. Like what what you No,
0: thinking. I I know. I'm trying to think of something that would make me curious enough to watch this. Um... I almost Something, had sex
1: with Carrie Underwood. I'd watch that. No, oh, no, damn it. Okay.
0: Um. You could say like, um, I I stopped my and then again this I'm spitballing. This is not a good one. Well,
1: that's okay. This is how we come up with ideas. I like um, this.
0: Um. I would say, uh, I I saved five hundred dollars or, let me see, how much does it cost to run your your Mister Cool? I don't know. I
1: actually just you, talked so, about so that you in my could, latest you video. Could,
0: the, the title could be um, Garage Insulation. I Saved a Whole Lot of Money. It's not,
1: well, it's not about garage insulation. That's not what the video is about. The video is about building a wall in front of my garage
0: door. Which is garage door insulation.
1: I mean, I put insulation back there, but that was not the reason for it.
0: What was the reason for the for video I dampening? released
1: the video I released the week before that was garage door insulation.
0: Okay. Oh yes. Cause you put the panels up. That's right. Yeah. The DIY kit. Um, so this is for sound dampening, right?
1: It is. And it's because I wanted a wall and not the garage door. I wanted more usable space.
0: It just has in the, positive in the, in the video, side effects. Yeah. In the video, are you, does it show you putting up drywall?
1: I didn't use drywall. I used MDF.
0: But but you're putting something there, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you could say, uh, I doubled my wall space in my garage, and by the thumbnail saying "do this instead," it's like, oh, well, how did he do that? That gets me curious about what you did. So that's going to cause me to click on the video. So so the va- Okay, what is the okay, ultimate value? I like value? where we going with this.
1: How many square what feet is, the, is that?
0: What, what is the ultimate value um, that someone is gonna get from, from watching this video? Like, what, what's in it for me by watching that video? What
1: if we did, man, we should just have our podcast talking about tactics for me to get more views. Um... <laughs>
2: for me to No, get this more is money. great
1: because these are the kind of conversations that I we used to always have. Where I'm like, yeah. "This would
0: be really good." But but again, I'm I'm Joe Schmo, right? What's in it for me to watch this video? Ben, what
1: is seven times sixteen?
0: Damn it, Jason! Answer the question. What's in it for me to watch this video? Uh,
1: you get to see my wonderful face. Oh my god, you're
0: such a piece of garbage.
1: What's in it for you is you're going to learn how to get more wall space.
0: Okay, so. Um, that would be the title. I I got more wall space in my garage.
1: How? What's seven times sixteen, Ben? I, Get your calculator out. I'm on the screen to change my title right now.
0: 112. That, but see, that's that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. The, the, how much you save? That, that's irrelevant.
1: No, I could say. I added 112 square
0: feet of wall space to my garage. What if I don't need 112? What if I only need 20? Then I'm not going to click on your video. See that the amount is irrelevant. Okay,
1: what? what But if you
0: said if you said I, um, I doubled my wall space in the garage, or um, I I, I two Xed double it. I two Xed. Well, no one's going to know like that again, that information is irrelevant, but that's going to hook me to watch.
1: What if it was how I doubled my, mm. how I doubled the wall space in my garage? Nope.
0: No, cause it's not a searchable term. Okay. Just say I doubled space in my garage or I, I doubled wall space in my garage.
1: I doubled wall space in my garage. Ben Marshall.
0: (laughs) Um. Hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: Save. I doubled wall space in my garage. Wow, that looks really interesting. Let me click on it.
0: And then they're going to see
2: the the thumbnail, and it's going to be like, oh, well, what did he do? And since they click on the videos... (laughs) Like who's this ugly guy? I was looking for Hans. Yeah, and they got hatreds. I got a
0: new Hans. Uh, a new Hans comment this week.
1: Nice. I do yeah. have some. Uh, I will have some a uh, couple decent negative comments tonight. Anyways, all right, that was cool. We just worked it out. So. That was an interesting rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. What have you been up to,
0: Ben? <laughs> oh, well, I'm at Jennifer's right now. Um, Shocking. I know. I had to get some some additional footage for my next motorcycle video, so I, I need. There's a hotel here that I, that I needed to go shoot some footage in. Um. It doesn't make sense now, but. When you watch the next video it'll make sense i'm walking oh, down the hallway going to watch the video in a hotel i know i know you really want to watch it but um i've been editing all day long yesterday i rode my motorcycle here obviously and um i haven't really been really doing a whole lot i got we're, we're we're our entire summer's like pretty much strapped for going places and doing things and wedding stuff and Looking at, well, we've already looked at the venues, but like um, coordinating all all the different supportive, you know, DJs and lighting and all So just wedding stuff. Um, Doing a lot of that. We went to her parents' um, beach condo last weekend. So that was a lot of fun. It was a little bit chilly, but it was fun. And yeah, that's pretty much it, man. What have you been up to?
1: Buckle in, everybody. <laughs> no, I mean, not much. Um, I've been doing my uh, training, the new guy mm-hmm. <clears throat> for my job. Hard to believe that it's like so close to me <clears throat> not having to go to work every day anymore. Of course, I'll have a new child screaming and crying and pooping and vomiting everywhere, but <laughs> and Leo. Um, but my shop is pretty much done now. I mean, if I wanted to, I could I could build a build a project. I still have some clutter laying around that I got to put away. Um, but I got all my ductwork installed. Um, that was super easy. That stuff is unbelievably mm-hmm. awesome. Speaking of duckwork, um, when this comes out, as a matter of fact, I will be at Patrick's um, helping him install his duckwork. So. Uh, I saw he posted a picture about it today. He has a ton of fittings, and I'm I'm sitting here thinking like I actually ended up using just about everything this time because I went a little bit more complex, um, but I don't have a bunch of extra stuff laying around anymore, which is fantastic.
0: What what dust collector did he get?
1: He has the same uh, dust collector I do. Oh okay. But he got the same ductwork. Uh, and he got it through, uh, that buddy of mine, Jay, um, which speaking of that, if anybody listening to this is looking, I've had, I've given his number out to it. I can't even count at this point, how many people, um, if you're thinking about getting this stuff, like reach out to him. Cause he is the guy for people like us. And if, if you want his info, send me a DM, send me an email, whatever, and I'll give it to you. But, um, he just helped Patrick. Uh, I gave, like I said, I gave his number to a bunch of other people, and so now he's starting to get pretty busy.
0: <laughs> so, Helping just people. for clarification, J- Jason's re- referring to uh, to Nordfab, which they they sell duct work. The, typically, they, they do like a lot of industrial jobs, but Jay does uh, residential or commercial, I guess, if you want to call it that, like individual well, sales. Or yes, setup.
1: yes, and and Nordfab doesn't have anybody that specializes in that specifically except him now, and that's all a new yeah. thing. Like they yeah. they told him like yes you can be the guy. Matter of fact, Nordfab is sending him clients now who are calling them directly, and it's like me calling them. And they're mm-hmm. like, "Here's the guy you need to talk to." Yeah. Um, so he's not you know specializing in ten to three hundred thousand dollar jobs. He's like, yeah. you know, the five thousand, six thousand, three thousand. This stuff's expensive, but Patrick found that out. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. Now, I'm really excited about well, installing it over there. It's so easy.
0: So what? What has Patrick been using up to this point? Just like the, the little, You're just moving just the hose, from hose? The machine. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. And now we won't have to do that. I got to admit, like I, I feel like the suction is even stronger now. Um, than it
0: was do before. You have less, do you have less um, turns? No, I have way more. (laughs) Really?
1: Yeah. So to my, I'm probably, uh, it's silly for me to say that because I, last time I used an anemometer and the anemometer that I have, the last time I used it on the machine at my previous shop, it broke broke one of the fins. Yeah. Yeah. So, and none of them go high enough to calculate the true CFM, which tells me that, you know, this is pulling over 700 CFM. Um. The big difference that I did, everything is the same down to the three major tools. Um, To the CNC machine, it doesn't matter how many turns that I have. I don't need a lot of suction at the CNC, but the suction is extremely powerful at the CNC. Um, I'll give you a reason why I think the suction is stronger, but this time I went 90 out of the machine. I didn't do the 45, which, you know, you'd think... Should
0: reduce, yeah.
1: You would think that... I think we were talking about this on the um, beers of the boys, weren't we? Like, I think so. the The common beliefs and the common things that people say and think about duck work and dust collection, I found out to be not the majority of those to be completely false. And not only are they, in, in a lot of cases, false, um, but it completely depends on the machine and the specs of your machine, right? Mm-hmm. So. You can't just say, like, if I can get the biggest pipe and I'm going to have the the best success all the way to the tool, there's way more that goes into it than that. And one of them is the ductwork that you have, how much flexos you have, what turns you have, how much static pressure your machine has. So, again, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I am not an expert on it. But it was just totally eye-opening. So this time it comes out, goes 90 degrees up, turns, goes 90 degrees uh, down the wall, and then it turns again 90 degrees. The difference here is that the 90 degree turn that leads to the pipes that go to my three tools, that 90 is six inch. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to the one that it was before, which was a four inch. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but, um, the reason why I think the suction might be stronger this time is because like when I go to cover up one of the ports, um, It, the, the little ball joint, Mm because I have the ball joint that's above my CNC machine. Yeah. When I block one of those vents, that thing will start like, I I did a stories about it. It was like sucking it up into the machine, like cracking. Like, yeah. And that never did that on the other one. Hmm. So. How
0: how many joints does it have? Or how many splits, I guess? Because in your. In your last one, you had, what, four splits? What do you mean by splits? So, like, like you don't have, it's not just one, it doesn't go from the the Harvey to just one um, one outlet, I guess, or in the, I, guess. I see what you're What's saying. It?
1: Like, how many branches does it- Yeah, do? yeah, yeah. It yeah, only has yeah. two. It has the one that goes down to the tools, and then it has the one that goes to the CNC.
0: And you still have the same... It's like a three-way? I have the same. One the br- yeah,
1: yeah, you know how I always have the three-way here. Benzwood <laughs> Working Shop. Um, yeah, I have the, 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 uh, the three-way blast gate thing. So that goes to my bandsaw, my table saw, and my joiner-player combo. And the and other so thing did too... You,
0: well, did you have to add... Have you added or removed any additional duct work?
1: I added duct work because I used almost everything this time. Last time I had... Four, no, three six-inch, full six-inch pipes left. And I want to say three of the four-inch pipes. Maybe it was even four of the four-inch pipes. The reason why I used more is because instead of just going down to the corner, I actually had to cut across my shop to the back corner. Mm -hmm. So that's why I used a lot more four-inch pipe. And then obviously because I went 90 out of the machine instead of a 45. I know how
0: you like that four-inch pipe. So yeah, you can really... I love it. Um, you wish you had six, but.
1: Yeah. I have a lot more four than I do six these days. <laughs> so the, the pipe goes up, so that's added length, and then it goes over, so that's added length as opposed to the 45. The mm-hmm. 45 took less um, took less pipe. but So now all I have left over is one full four-inch, one full six-inch, and then I have an off cut of six, an off cut of four. And then I have a couple of 45 or 30 degree, I believe they are, um, six inch fittings. And then I have like a bunch of extra clamps and stuff like that. So that stuff's all coming with me to Patrick's because the stuff that he ordered, they, the, the math that they did, uh, that Jay did, Jay actually has a program that he'll use that will figure out where you can use your off cuts in the system oh, okay. to save you money. But uh, Patrick basically was like, Hey, I, I want, you know what I need. So he can't mess up. Right. Cause if he does, then he could be short one pipe, everything would be good, but it might be like one pipe short or something like that. So that's why I'm going to take this stuff. Um, but it's really hard to screw up. I mean, it's so, so easy, so easy. And like the, the one thing that everybody gets the most concerned about is cutting the pipe, but it, it could not be easier because um, the Nordfab pipe comes with um, you can buy these pieces that are just slightly larger, just slightly larger, larger large enough, large enough to if you cut the flange off another pipe, you could slide that pipe into it mm-hmm. so there's a sleeve
0: because it, it has a male in and a female in, right? no the, no
1: no. It's just ever so slightly bigger because, but when you cut off the flange on the pipe that is going to slide in there, you now don't have that flange so it can just slide into the pipe and it's a perfect fit. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could use those sleeves as a regular piece if you needed to. I did that in my last shop, which is why I had so many pieces left over. Whole nother story. Um, But basically that pipe I want to say is either 10 inches long or 12 inches long. So what you do is let's say that I need to span uh, the the pipes themselves, I think are five feet. Let's say I only needed a three foot length, right? Mm -hmm. The next point that I'm going to do my turn is three feet away. So, you know, 36 inches. Okay. So what I would do is I would take that pipe. Let's just say the pipe is 10 inches. I'm pretty sure it's 10. So that means that 10 inches you know, the 36 inch length that I need, subtract that 10 inches. So if I cut a 26 inch pipe, it would be right at the end of that. So what you end up doing is whatever that final length is. So the 26 inches, right? Cause we subtracted the 10 for the sleeve, add five to that. And what that does is that puts that cutoff right in the middle of that sleeve. And it gives you five inches of wiggle room both ways. Does that make sense?
0: No, because I, I totally just blacked out on what you're saying, but I believe you.
1: Okay. <laughs> Great host. Clearly, he will never be putting duck work in his shop.
0: <laughs> no. It's really I'm really not good at hearing words and measurements without visualizing without seeing it. I just can't do it. You want me to but draw I, it for I, you? It's okay. We'll move on.
1: The circle goes in the hole. <laughs> Like oh. this. Well, that totally makes sense then. So here's the end. Yeah. Of this, the slip so, on pipe. So
0: what you're saying is, what you took all that to say is that you can cut Nordfab piping and you don't have to worry about it not fitting because the way that it was designed. That's what you're trying to say. I'm sorry.
1: Watchers, watchers. I'm sticking my finger in a hole in my other fingers. Looks very, looks very sexual. <laughs> that came out so bad. Sticking my fingers in a hole <laughs> that are my other fingers.
2: <laughs> Anyways, well, everybody else
1: knows what I'm talking about because they're smart or they've probably watched my amazing video about it.
0: <laughs> so Jason and I were talking before we started recording how uh, we're, we're both in the middle of researching how to build some decking. And do you know what surface material you're going to use for the deck? Or are you going to go with, um, what's it called? Composite. It's, it's like a composite. Yeah. It's like a composite material. What's it called?
1: Composite decking.
0: No, there's, there's like a certain brand, but yes. Trex pot. Compos- yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, Trex is one of the mini brands, so I've. I don't know. I don't know yet. That was hundred percent the plan. One hundred percent. Um, the problem is that we didn't plan on doing this until like next spring, but I was walking on mm-hmm. my deck the other day and one of the boards is rotted. My foot almost went through yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I stepped two boards over and that one, uh, is about ready to break. So what I'm going to end up doing is replacing those, but I've been doing tons of research and I don't know. It seems really straightforward but then I'm seeing conflicted things with like, okay, so if you use treks or some kind of composite deck material,
0: are you, are you rebuilding everything or just yes. the, okay. Okay.
1: Because if, if the deck has been there, I guarantee you it's pressure treated lumber. Let's say the deck has mm-hmm. been there for 15 years. Um, the, the tall area, right. When you walk out my back door, like when you walk on it, it kind of bows and my mm-hmm. grills shake. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, So this is the the argument to using composite decking. If you use composite decking, doesn't it make sense to use composite material for everything underneath it?
0: Yeah, that way everything deteriorates at the same rate.
1: Right. And so a lot of people are saying it's counterproductive, actually, to build the base using pressure-treated lumber just to put uh, something on that. Because once that stuff underneath, the boards on top are going to be fine. But once that stuff underneath goes to crap, it still has to all be ripped out and replaced. Yeah, but Now that could be 15 it, years. It could be 20 years.
0: But wouldn't that, wouldn't that the stuff underneath the, the framing, wouldn't that deteriorate at a slower rate than everything on top because they're less exposed to the, to the extremes? It could. Like, sure. Yeah, I would think so. Like, like w- when, when I removed my deck, um, obviously the, the, the top boards were just, you know, t- same as yours. They were cracking and splitting and rotting and all sorts of stuff. But the, um, the, the mounting points, the anchor points and everything, the, the framing. Yeah. It was pressure treated lumber, but it was all fine. Like none of it was dry yeah, well, rot. That, none of it.
1: It also depends on how it was installed too. Cause that's one thing that like I'm worried about. Um,
0: now I, I'm still going to replace mine because, you know, just as you said, like it, when they, whoever did it, just did a, it was all half ass. It was, it was not done very well.
1: And that's, that's how I'm thinking that like mine is now that yeah. it clearly has been neglected for a long time, but we love, we knew we wanted to rebuild it because we wanted, we want, it'll actually be two levels now, but you, you didn't get to see it when you were here, but like you walk out there and you like take all these weird steps and it's just, it, it's like a maze. It's very strange. But basically what we want to do now is potentially when you walk out, that level is still level with the door and Mm -hmm. then it's a one step down to the next level and that whole thing is open. And then we want to remove like the railings and the, you know, gardening wall thingy that they have that like trees can grow up, whatever the heck that's called. Um, We want to remove all that and replace that with different railing and all that. But basically when you walk out, instead of there being railing on the left-hand side, it would just be one step all the way across. So you're on the higher part or you're on the lower part. Mm-hmm. Now, if I went and removed all those boards and found that the base structure and the, the post and everything were set well and it, they're all in really good shape, then, yeah, maybe I don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that could save a and, lot of money. And because uh, I have a friend that lives in North Carolina, and he, he builds decks for a living. Like, that's literally all that he does. And... um. Uh, The the research that I said, like, there's so many, you've got to use spacers in between everything. So, um, you know, nothing can be touching the the ground directly. It has to be separated. Mm -hmm. Um, unless it's like, uh, um, anchored directly into concrete, I think it's okay. Yeah. But but
1: even then it's still not touching the ground. It's touching the concrete. yeah,
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then. Um, there has to be gaps or spaces between the the joists and whatever the the surfaces, like whatever whatever kind of planking you're using for the 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 horizontal pieces of the of the decking, right? Is that what you're finding too? Is that it can't be wood to wood? It has to be no, not spaced, at all, not at really, all. Really, because the deck that, that I once. ripped up was spaced. Um, like you couldn't have the the part you're walking on could not be touching the joist. There had to be a little bit of a, a gap so that way moisture wouldn't get trapped in between.
1: What what did they use for a gap?
0: Uh the one on mine, it was like these really weird looking little U clips, I get. I mean that's that's all I can really describe it. But it it was about a it was like a three millimeter spacer. And they had those lined all the way down the joists. And that was to keep the horizontal piece part of the deck, the part that you actually walk on, kept it off of the joist. So they were like, it was still screwed in, but there was just like this little bitty gap in between it. I'm guessing that so that air could circulate between the joists and the horizontal pieces uh, of the deck. I have
1: not seen that one time in anything that I've looked at. No? It's weird. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like a an East Coast building code thing or something. Else. I I still have to it look could more be. into
1: it. Um, well, that brings up the other point of code and everything. Like I have mm-hmm. to get a permit to do all, like the more I dig into this more, I'm like, I'm just looking at Nicole and I'm like, just, just want to hire someone else to do it. I will yeah. rip everything out on my own. I will prep everything, rip yeah. everything out. Let's hire a company to come in here and just do this stuff so we can enjoy it this year and then worry about it. Because I honestly am a little worried about like a lot of snow getting on it. I'm starting to think the people that lived here before just didn't use it very much. Mm-hmm. But it's a concern. Like Leo, if Leo goes out there right now and steps on that spot, his foot's going through it. Yeah. So like this weekend I'm buying the boards. I have something over it now, but... I'm buying the boards so I can replace the boards that need to be replaced. I'm not painting them, I'm not doing anything, I'm just leaving them there until it's time to change it out. But you know, that's gonna cost me what, twenty bucks, you know, for a yeah. couple of of deck boards. But you I just
0: put some you can just put some OSB on it, right? It'll be fine. That's a Yeah, it'll be totally connector. fine.
1: Yeah, it's really, really strong stuff. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know, because it's just <sighs> I, I'm going to end up having to do the majority of them my own, but then there's a part of me, this, this was actually another topic that I thought about talking about. was like dragging your feet on projects because of how much work it's going to be and just hiring it out. Like I'm really bad about that. You know, well, the drywall, yeah. like I, I'm not, I'm not a like take a long time to get things done. I'm a, I want this done now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I
0: mean, you have to, you have to, um, you have to budget your time just mm-hmm. how you have to budget your money. And if there's something else that that needs your direct attention then i i mean obviously it's fine to to kind of sub that out or delegate it out
1: i don't the more i do the research though the more i see like you know i get the gist of it right i'm going to i'm going to build my square uh with with my, you know, furring strips and my my lines and, and get everything a perfect square and then use that to reference. I'm going to pour my, I'm going to dig my footers out. I'm going to pour my footers and then I'm going to, I get all of that. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it would take me a day just to get the square and get the holes cut or holes dug to put all my posts, uh, footers. And then it's like, and then maybe the next day I'm ready to possibly start doing the frame stuff. And it. And then it's like, okay, now I got to go to work or so I'm like, the, the biggest issue for me is that we still need to use our backyard. Mm-hmm. So if I rip the deck out, I have to build like a set of temporary stairs, um, you know, to get in and out for my dogs and, and everything else. And, oh yeah, and, and so that's where like Leo wanting to go outside and play, um, it becomes a, an issue but at the same time like there's a part of me that's like i think this would be kind of fun
0: i i think that would make really great content too i i, I agree
1: and so we we had talked i think we had mentioned this to you we were talking about like me well, Sedge, eric and ronnie like doing a project and we were talking about doing my deck but it's like then i i'm like having to pull other people away and coordinate a time if, and
0: i wonder if you could because it, it's like i think it would almost like how you could um like, if you hang your own sheetrock, but you pay someone else to mud it, I wonder if you could do the same thing where, like, you have someone else kind of do the, the base work. And then when it comes to putting down the, the horizontal pieces, you do that yourself. You know, you could yeah. probably manage that in a day or two. I wonder if, and, and you're, you're saving money. But, but again, I don't know if someone would do a half a job. You know I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? sure they
1: would. Uh, the, the problem is, though, is that one, they'll probably try to gouge you on the price because it's a smaller job. Two, you won't be the priority. Um, and if you do find companies that are, ju- you know, chomping at the bit, that probably means they're not real busy and there might be a reason why. I have a very okay. hard time. I have a very hard time with hiring, uh, hiring contractors unless you're just hiring like the most well-known person in the area. Yeah. I've had very bad experiences. And then, and then if they do a screwed up job and you have one of these horror stories, then all you're going to be doing is kicking yourself because you should have just done
0: it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. I
1: don't know. It just, that, that has become our priority. Not anything else because once it winter time hits i told nicole i said i think this needs to be our priority because if we want to get it done now we have to get it done before the winter and during the winter i can do stuff for the house because i don't need to yeah. go outside
0: yeah yeah that's true it's a good point
1: um the problem is is like until august you know when i i won't be home every day all day yeah. and august yeah. is like the hottest month of the year i, I don't know there's just there's a lot. Um, I have been doing a ton of research, though, like you, and it's amazing what you'll find. It, for the most part, I've, I've found pretty much the same info on, on all the different, uh, all the different sites. You know, except for different ways to build the base. Yeah. But oh, but going back to your original question well, I, about the the what's it called the composite versus wood.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, that stuff gets so freaking hot during the summer, like when it's in direct. Like it, like I don't know that. Like, we, that's well, like we would the,
1: definitely go with a lighter color. That would help.
0: Well, yeah, but still, because um, I don't think that it it doesn't um, it doesn't regulate temperatures as much because it's much more dense than mm-hmm. regular wood, and so once it it takes longer to heat it up, and once it's hot, it stays hot. Um, and I've I've had a there's a a playground in my town that all of it's made with composite and during the summer you can't even bring your kids there because of how hot it gets um huh. and so it i mean but but obviously you know you're you're paying for durability or you're getting durability
1: and, ma- and low and out of low it.
0: maintenance low maintenance yeah um but i mean like the that composite it is a little bit of a darker color so i wonder if it was lighter how much it would how, how much better it would be I just know that it is freaking hot <laughs> during the summer. Um, so I'm, I'm, and my deck is constantly in direct sunlight. There is no shade back there.
1: I was dead set on the composite. Um, after talking a, a, a lot about it with Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Fulton. And there's a lot of really great advantages. The biggest advantage is the low maintenance because I'm lazy when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the idea of every year, every two years going out there and having to like sand the deck and restain it or reseal it. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't like that idea.
0: Sounds terrible.
1: But if it's one big flat service and I get like a large sander or something like that, like a stand up, you know, yeah. then maybe it wouldn't be so bad,
0: right? But now you're, but that you can only do that for so long before you'd have to replace everything. If you're sanding it every single two years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: It's a lot cheaper though. Holy cow. <laughs> I was looking the other day, uh, two days ago, I was starting to like compare costs and stuff like that. And for a pressure treated uh deck board, 12 foot long deck board, which is five quarter, six inches wide, pretty standard. It's like eight bucks. Right?
0: For the whole board? Yeah. Dang.
1: For a I want to say it's the length I was looking at for the composite. It may have been a 16-foot board, but it was like $40 a board. So it's like four times the cost. Now, don't get me wrong. If I was going to do this whole project, you better believe I'm going to be reaching out to one of those companies to see if they would provide Mm -hmm. the materials, which sure, then it would be great. But the minute you do that, now you're under their time and you have obligations Mm -hmm. and so like that's where the fact that i don't have a lot of the time right now makes sponsor stuff really iffy
0: i mean i would still try it yeah well unless they go into it understanding yeah um now how often do you think like would there be a cost benefit to getting composite like a like a a long-term cost benefit to composite because I mean, if you're having to, to rent a machine to, to sand it every other year, you also having to reseal it, that's going to cost money. So mm-hmm. like, I'm sure that you like how long does composite last? I guess is the, the better question. Oh, is it
1: the, the, all the research I've been doing, it's, it's you, 20 years plus 20 plus years. No problem. Like I'll, some of them are warrantied that long or something ridiculous. Um, fade and resistance, the higher priced ones. Cause that's where, that's another thing. You yeah, can get the cheap UV, stuff or you can get the expensive UV.
0: stuff. Yeah. Because it's not UV rated.
1: The thing, the thing that started to deter me from the composite was I was reading a few articles and it was talking about the way you build the base is different with composite versus the top because of the material that it is in a lot of cases will need additional support. But then as I, you continue to read those articles, it says you have to do. You know, 16 inches on center to support, but even the wood ones said the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the only the place where I saw the difference was if you're putting the composite boards at a 45 degree across the joists, mm-hmm. then you uh, it's recommended 12 inches.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they're they're spanning a larger gap at that. Yeah. Um, how high is your? Is your back door the the bottom of your of your door? How high is it from the ground?
1: I want to say it's like twenty five inches. I think I just measured it.
0: So I guess it would it would probably look weird if you just did like a pad back there, a concrete pad. Well, that's what I wanted or, to do, or a nice a nice patio.
1: That's what yeah. I wanted to do. I I was tell, telling Nicole, I'm like, why don't we just rip everything out? We have them come in here. And we have them pour a big concrete pad like we did at the old house because I loved the concrete pad at the old house. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's zero damn maintenance. Yep. But then we have a fairly significant drop coming out. But then I was I was telling her, I'm like, then if that's the case, then we build a slide. We build a slide. Exactly. Um (laughs) no, we build a a large Porch style step, so not just like a staircase down, because we're talking two, three steps at the most. Yeah, on top of the pad up to the door, we just make one large one, and then the one underneath it is a little bit larger. And for that, it, like, like use like the a material.
0: Yes, yeah, or or you could build um, like a, I don't want to say a miniature deck, but a, a small deck that you know goes out and then out to the left. You know, make it big enough that you could put like a chair or something out there, and then it goes down. That way, there is—it's a, a little bit safer coming in and out of the door. I mean, as opposed it, to just having a landing and then going down.
1: What you know? what we're thinking about doing is, it would still be the same thing. It's like think like two large rectangles but one is slightly smaller and sits on top of the one that's on top of the concrete, you know? So you're not walking out and immediately hitting stairs. You're walking out into a flat area and then you could step off any direction you wanted. Um, but I think that would look nice. The thing that is, uh, deterring Nicole from that is that she likes the, she likes the deck and she also likes the look of like, if we were to get like a light wood and that's where the composite comes into uh, play is that, we can pick the color we want as opposed to if you get the pressure treated stuff, you got to wait for it to dry. And then you have to, you know, stain and seal it Mm -hmm. the color that you want. And then that is going to fade. And we're not going to get the color that she wants from staining and sealing. Yeah. But the benefit to doing the concrete pad at my house is that right now on our deck, I can, we can see over our fence and we can see all the, the neighbors. If it was even a little bit lower that would cut down on that quite a bit. So we'd have a little bit more privacy.
0: Or, I mean, and granted, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know, I'm just, I'm trying to think of my house where you could, or at least I could, and I'm I'm considering this because again, I don't want to have to run into replacing the deck and you know, both wood and composite are gonna get hot as hell. And I, I mean, I had a wood deck before and it got really hot, um, especially like august that's like our hottest month Mm -hmm. um is to build a retaining wall around and fill it a little bit with dirt and then put a concrete pad out so that way i'm walking out directly on the concrete um but that that would i would have to hire someone to do that i can't do that myself you can do Um, anything
1: you put your mind to ben
0: (laughs) that's true i could even if the lawman says i can't yeah um I think that's something that I would try to do and, and not just put a pad like I would try to you know ha- have decorative accents and stuff like that built into it but um that's one of the things that I'm considering so the, again so I don't have to worry about replacing boards I don't have to worry about it getting you know terribly hot because if it's white concrete it's not going to get as hot as um, composite does and all that other stuff but
1: I'll tell you you saw the the concrete pad at the last house. I could walk on that thing barefoot any time of the year. And it was yeah, never an issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was with Sedge the other day this uh, past weekend. We were up at his place and <laughs> I was telling him about, uh, you know, building the deck, rebuilding the deck or putting down concrete. And he was like, you know, a buddy of mine used to tell me there's two types of concrete, the type that's cracked or the one that's going to crack. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. true. And then what do you yeah. do? You know what yeah. I mean?
0: crack filler. I, you know, I, I guess it doesn't really matter which one you, there's, there's going to be advantages and disadvantages to either one that you do. And you've got to try to pick the one that's gonna, that you're willing, you you have, you have to pick the one that you're willing to deal with, I guess. Yeah. Right. But so
1: so another thing that I have been thinking about is we know we want to get rid of all the railing and the mm -hmm. little pergola thing that's out there. I can cut all those off now. It'll be a violation of code at that point because there's no railing on it. Yeah. But, I mean, who cares, right? Um,
2: I mean, it's just my child's safety, you know. Yeah, he'll be fine.
1: He'll probably just jump off it. Um, (laughs) So doing that, we know we're going to get rid of that, right? And then I was thinking, well, because you you brought up a good point, you know, like the, the base structure could be fine. The other thing is, too, is that if they're sitting on footings, which that's, I, I don't know, and I, I'm pretty sure that they're not. I'm pretty sure that they dug them into the ground because I'm able to see one of the posts uh, for the pergola thing. And that is, I can see the concrete coming out of the ground where the post is going in the ground. So, you know, did they dig it deep enough below the frost line? And so if that's the case, I can't just replace the, you know, the vertical the tar, beams. yeah. yeah if they're rotted out now, if they're on, um, if they're sitting on top of those, um, cement pilings or posts, mm-hmm. uh, and they're using like the Simpson strong tie brackets or whatever, I could replace those if they need to be replaced or reinforce where needed. And now everything's already built to the the height that I want. And I'm basically just replacing everything on top, getting rid of all the ugly painted stuff and, then it would be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If it's can, you a, not,
0: can you not get underneath and inspect it to see if it is?
1: I probably could, but I would have to cut a hole. But there's scary spiders, spiders down there. Oh, there probably is. That's one thing I'm actually terrified of. Like <laughs> ripping that thing apart. I watched a video the other day. It was a reel. And they were replacing a deck. And they like lifted up this corner. And there was a freaking like wasp nest or beehive or something. And I'm Jeez. telling you, it was like this big it was huge and I'm like uh uh-uh, uh nope <laughs> and I was talking to my sergeant major about it and I was like yeah I don't know what's underneath there. there's probably gonna be something like he goes oh there'll probably be something under there for sure but you'll be fine just keep all your bug spray close by <sighs>
0: <laughs> yeah I when I had to rip mine out there were all kinds of spiders that came out of it a lot really? of black widows and oh yeah but there was also, I had like a, a lot of vegetation that was kind of only the, the perimeter of the porch and stuff. So it was, it was uh, good nesting grounds. So
1: I'd probably start ripping off the top and then just actually, you know what I would probably do before I did it.
0: Just set it on fire.
1: Yes. No, <laughs> I'd go get a couple of those like uh, extermination, like bombs or whatever. Yeah. And I would cut a hole in the side and that, to access it and I would take those things and I would throw them in there. And I would just fumigate the crap out of that area under there. (laughs) No joke. 100%. See all the fumes just coming up through the cracks in the (laughs) wood. I'd be like, honey, go inside.
0: Take the children. Go.
1: Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely decking season. I, I, that's, I mean, I, 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 Still, I'll probably wait until the winter. Maybe not the winter, but I need to build the deck. I actually I need to get the outside of the house in order. The I still have like dirt in my driveway. So I think I told you how that oak tree fell in my backyard Mm -hmm. and was covering up like half my driveway. Well, they finally came and cleared it out two weeks ago. I think it was. Mm -hmm. So now I can resume my um, the French Train project. It's it's done. I just need to. Get rid of the dirt and put sod down, and then it it's done. Yeah, but um, now I need to do the deck because it, it definitely needs to happen.
1: Is yours an elevated one?
0: What the deck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It's it's about a foot and a half drop, I guess. How From big is the Bottom is it? of my back door. How big was the old one?
1: How big is yeah?
0: Um, it was it was kind of a. It's like a, not what you would call it. Uh, it was probably twenty-four by sixteen, maybe, maybe a little bit longer.
1: I would say that's about the size of our lower level. Yeah, it's probably pretty close to that as well. And then the upper level is probably seven feet wide by, you know, 16, 17 feet deep.
0: I was thinking, if if you are wondering, if you tear down the deck, but you rebuild it exactly the same, do you even have to worry about re- getting another permit? Because you're literally just rebuilding the same thing. Um,
1: technically, apart, yes. Apart from,
0: apart from aging, no one would really know the difference, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I feel like the right answer would be yes, because the people that did it before may have never done a permit. <laughs> That's oh, the weird yeah. thing. It's like, why? I, I don't know. I, apparently, I was supposed to have a permit to do my fence, too. I found that out as I was doing research, and I'm like, why would I need a permit from the city to build, to do my fence in my subdivision? But the HOA didn't question it. They just... It just said, make sure you get all permits required. And I'm like, there's no permit required for me to get a fence. No, it turns out there is. <laughs> there sure is. Um, but I mean, I'd probably just go through the process. It's exactly the same process as going through our HOA. Like I looked at the form. I'm pretty sure our HOA just took the permit form and like made it their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our HOA is a joke. It's we basically don't even have an HOA, but which is good. Um, but we, I don't know. I don't, I just don't think we'll build it the same. If anything, we want to make it bigger. Really? Yeah. Because when you go out in our backyard, everything to the right of it is like this weird, like sitting area with a fence around it, a white PVC fence around it that they like, there was a little pond in there had a fountain it's like was this your like tranquil area (laughs) that you like came out here and meditated or something
0: it's my zen space okay i I need to
1: (laughs) yeah it was (laughs) we we want to rip all of it out but we could extend the deck even further over and that's where i want to build like an outdoor kitchen and everything so that actually might be the side that we actually do a concrete pad so we'll have a concrete pad uh, or elevated deck so we'd have all kinds of different areas. We we just love being outside. So <clears throat> that's yeah. the thing. But yeah, all right. We've rambled on about that enough. I'm sure people are listening to this that actually have experience building decks, and they're like, "You're an idiot! What? Uh, just, I wish I lived screaming. closer. I'd come help you." Yeah. If anybody lives in Virginia and wants to go help Ben do his, and if anybody lives in Indiana and wants to, and has experience, and you want to come out and help me do all this, please, I would love to have you. I'll give you all the beer and wings that you want or whatever food of your choice
0: anyway um, alright do you have anything for,
2: for get bent
1: uh, Pope Catholic
2: <laughs> alright everyone it's time for your favorite segments it's been so long since we've done this Jason I, I kind of don't even remember how to do it Yeah, I, I'm just getting it's me you don't have to do this <laughs> All right, everybody, time to get bent. Okay, I've got mine
0: pulled up. If you want me to go ahead and do it?
1: You please go first because I haven't answered comments in a while, so I got to fire right. a couple.
0: So this one, it kind of started off as a as a get bent comment, but he kind of came back and corrected himself. So this is on my six safe options of haul when all you own is a car, which is it's starting to become them. one of my one of my um, best performing videos. Or popular. It's been really popular lately. Anyways. I don't ever plan to bring all that equipment with me in my vehicle. In my mind, a cordless circular saw and a rafter square should do the trick. Otherwise, great safety tips. And so I said, a rafter square for ripping a full sheet of plywood? He's like, oh, okay, you're right. Right now I'm building a fence, and I was thinking about cutting two by sixes, not plywood.
1: I like how you said plywood. Yeah. <laughs>
0: plywood. So so he, he came back and, and, and redeemed himself or herself. Looks nice. like a guy, though.
1: I love that voice that you do. <laughs> All right. My first one is from the Harvey G700 gyro air dust processor six months later. Another site review without showing it run or see how well it performs at some cutting station. Listening to someone talk about their fast <laughs> race car is not the same as seeing it go fast. Get it?
2: Wait. Wait, say do that one again. The whole thing? Or like what where did he get a race car from? He says <laughs>
1: he's saying listening to somebody talk about their fast race car is not the same as seeing it go fast. Get it?
0: So, in the video you were talking about something as opposed to showing it.
1: Yeah, it was just my overall thoughts after having the machine for six months. And he said,
2: How else could you, like, what could you show? Like, you,
1: like, turning it on and being like... What what (laughs) he wanted is he wanted, I'm assuming what he wanted, is he was expecting me to make some cuts to see how much dust was left over to show how good of a job it did. (sighs) Some people. (laughs) Here's a good one. Installing full extension drawer slides. (laughs) How many times are you going to go ahead God it's annoying
0: <laughs> we should we should take a whole bunch of your videos where you say that but just make it like a YouTube shorts
2: yeah go ahead go ahead <laughs> but, go ahead yeah go ahead Put <laughs> like some little
0: music going by and a little techno dance
2: yeah go do, ahead do do do, do, yeah. do.
0: Make it auto Go, 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 go ahead. Go, 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 go ahead.
1: Go ahead now. Um, Um, This. Yep. (laughs) I notice all those things, and I'm like, I need to stop doing that. So, so is another one that I do a lot. So.
0: (laughs) All all the time. Jason, go ahead. What? Go ahead. Go (laughs) ahead.
1: Oh. oh, this is funny. Castle is currently... This isn't like a negative comment, I guess. I just find it funny. Castle is currently sold out of their pocket holes. Oh, never mind. I thought it was their pocket hole machine. I thought is what it said. Have you found a good alternative? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he, said- he didn't watch it all he the way said, through. He said screw. Oh. Okay, gonna... yeah, I don't... Yeah, now I'm down to the... The ones I read last time talking about the domino being an absurd
0: tool. You're absurd, sir.
1: That is My absurd. good man.
0: All right. Well, Hey, look, check it out. Everybody. If you want to be a part of our podcast community and you want to get all of our podcasts ad free and early you can do that by going to www.patreon.com forward slash green citrus podcast and become one of our patrons. Every month we do a patron group call and this is all of our patients said that's literally the only reason why they're patrons is to do the group call with us every, every month. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks guys. Well,
0: well, (laughs) we we discovered that back in (coughs) January, February. Yeah, I know. But, um, but no, we, we do that every month, and every month uh, the number of people that participate gets bigger, and it's always, always a fun time. Um, it's essentially an opportunity for all of us to publicly and uh, live make fun of Jason. It's pretty oh, much I thought you were going to say you know.
1: Patrick. Publicly and violently make fun of Patrick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but... You can uh, get access to that. You can find out more. Again, go to Patreon forward slash Green Podcast to find out how. Jason, thank you for coming back to uh, be our special guest on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I was (laughs) doing army training last time. Voluntarily,
0: I might Uh, add. And it was fantastic. Let me tell you.
1: (laughs) I would like to to say something. P-Town
0: really left an impression on you.
1: Yes, it did. Um... (laughs) I would like to say something because I had quite a few people um, message me after the episode where I was talking about I want I need to stop drinking so much <laughs> when I was saying, I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic. I just always want beer. <laughs> um, I have, last week, I didn't drink at all during the week, only on the weekend. And this week, same thing. And this week, I finally started getting back on the Peloton. All right. So... It's time.
0: Time to get it back in gear.
2: And
1: all I want right now is a beer. Like really bad. You know what? I'm going to go to the bar. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) I got to go, guys. I got to go, guys.
1: I I need something.
0: (laughs) My hands are starting to shake really bad. Yeah. Is this normal? (laughs) The shakes? All right, everybody. Thanks for coming. Bye. If you want to find out more about us, yeah, you know the we're the show. Minutes, yeah. go in the show notes. All right, buddy. Thanks for giving us your time. We'll, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.